Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. seven, Hebrews chapter eight, he says, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. If the first covenant had been flawless, Jesus could have stayed where he was. Jesus would not have had to come to earth. If good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell, if you can earn your righteousness by keeping the law, well, Jesus didn't have to come and suffer like he did. Today, Pastor Robert talks to us about righteousness and about the issue of thinking that it's something we can earn by ourselves. Unfortunately, we're all sinners. Because of this fact, there's simply no way that we can become righteous on our own. You need Jesus. You need His truth and His saving. He wants to heal you and help you walk on the right path. Reach out to Him today. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 8 as he continues his message here on Main Thing Radio. You know, I grew up reciting prayers. Just memorizing things to say to him. Do you understand that I don't want my kids doing that to me. My son's, the only thing he's ever going to say to me, things he's memorized. You follow me? I mean, do you want that with people you love and care about? That they only come to you with things they've memorized and they say the same thing to you every day? They're greeting in the morning, you know, good morning, Father. I hope your day is a nice day. I will see you this evening. Goodbye. And they say exactly the same thing to you every single day. No, that's not what we want. What do we want? We want relationship. We want interaction. I want my kid to tell me what's going on. I want my child to open up with me, have a conversation, engage with me heart to heart. Does that mean it's wrong to recite the Lord's Prayer? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if that's all you ever do, that's not good. If that's the only prayer you pray, that's not good. That's not what Jesus intended. Go back and read it. It's not what he intended. He gave us a model to follow. When you pray, pray like this. He wasn't saying repeat it. He was giving us a model to follow. Your father wants interaction with you. He wants it to be continual, a perpetual incense, he said before the Lord, throughout your generations. But then he said, don't offer strange incense. What does that mean? He had given them a recipe. He actually told them the ingredients that he wanted to go into this particular incense, and he told them not to use it for anything else. Just use it for this. Anytime this smell goes up, it's for me. That's all it's for, God said. Do you understand? Specifics. Now, we're not going to spend hours and hours on this. I just want you to see how detailed God was with everything related to worship, related to the tabernacle, related to the priesthood and 
the sins of the people and atoning for the sins of the people. Everything he did, he was so precise about the materials, about the size, about when they were to do it, about who was to do it, about who couldn't do it. So precise, so deliberate. You know, I heard an excellent teaching years ago about the need for us to live our lives deliberately. This is, this is just a, a great reminder for me of the fact that everything God does is on purpose. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing by accident. Nothing is just rash or impulsive. No, everything God does is deliberate. It's thoughtful. He thinks it, or if, if he even has to, everything though has a reason everything's on purpose. And he tells us he wants us to be like him. We should be like that, that we live our lives intentionally with goals, with priorities that we have prayerfully established, not based on our appetites, not based on our human desires and emotions, but led by the Holy Spirit, we set goals and then we go for them, living on purpose, living deliberately. You know, we could spend hours and hours and hours talking about this tabernacle and all the symbolism and, and everything in there. Not only do we not have time, but to be honest, it always troubles me a little bit. You know, it's, it's one of those things that when I hear people just kind of taking shots at it, you know, and, and books and books and books have been written about it. And some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Many of them are, you know, they just kind of take a stab at it. You know, I think this means this. I think that means that. And, and, but the thing is, the Bible gives us so much information about the symbolism that God intended for us to see in the tabernacle. There's meaning behind it all. Because again, God does everything on purpose. And Hebrews gives us some understanding. So now go with me to Hebrews chapter 8, and let's take a look at it. We're going to move quickly. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1. Remember what I told you in the beginning, the tall corn. Hebrews 8.1 says, now this is the main point of the things we're saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both, both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. Talking about Jesus. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve the copy and shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle. For he said, see that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. The main point, he says, of everything we've been saying, the main point of the things that we've been saying, we have a high priest who is a minister of the sanctuary of the, the holy of holies, the true tabernacle that God himself made in the heavens. And he too is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. He has to have something to offer. If he was on earth, he wouldn't be a priest. Why not? Well, because he's of the tribe of Judah, not the tribe of Levi. He says this tabernacle that they had in the desert, the tabernacle that they were given very specific instructions about. It was intended to be a copy. It was a copy of something in heaven. I mean, is that cool or what? It was actually a copy of the place of God's presence. 
And their priestly service was also intended as a, like a reflection. It says they served the copy and shadow of the heavenly things. Everything they did was like a, a picture that God intended to point us to Jesus and what he would physically do later, what he is physically doing right now. You ever think about that? I remember one day it hit me right between the eyes. I had my younger cousins in the car with me, young knuckleheads. You know, I, I had come to the Lord not too long before that. You know, I was 24. They were teenagers. And, you know, and I knew they were doing all the stupid stuff I did. You know what I mean? Smoking dope, you know, sneaking around behind their parents and doing all this foolish stuff. I started talking to them because they'd grown up in church. I knew just like I had, you know, they'd grown up in church. They'd heard the gospel. They'd heard the Bible teach. And I, and I, just, I just said to them, you ever think about the fact that Jesus Christ is as physically alive right now as you and I are. That he could show up right now. He could, he could all of a sudden just be standing right here. I mean, he did that to the disciples in Jerusalem. he just show up. One day they got the doors all closed. You know, they're hiding, afraid that the people that killed Jesus were going to come after them too. And all of a sudden he's standing right there. And just so they'd know, you know, it's not a ghost. Touch me. You know, handle me. Give me something to eat. They ate together, physically present, right now, physically present, just not right here. Now, he's at the right hand of the Father. In the Holy of Holies, in the tabernacle that God himself built. Wow. This passage says that Jesus has a more excellent ministry than Aaron, that he was appointed as the mediator of a better covenant than had been given to them, that it was better because it was based on better promises. What does he mean by that? Well, he goes on to explain it. We have to read the rest of the chapter, and then we'll be done. Verse 7, Hebrews chapter 8, he says, For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. In other words, like I've said so many times before, if the first covenant had been flawless, Jesus could have stayed where he was. Jesus would not have had to come to earth. If good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell, if you can earn your righteousness by keeping the law, well, Jesus didn't have to come and suffer like he did. And that's what this is saying. If that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. chase after so much in this world, the best job, the perfect family, the prestige and fame that we think will satisfy. But will it ever be enough? These worldly achievements may seem like exactly what we want, but in the end, we can't take them with us to heaven. These things can also become idols in our lives, becoming more important than our Savior. As we've studied the book of Hebrews, we've been warned that nothing should take the place of Jesus in our lives. Nothing else and no one else will give us lasting satisfaction. Our lives should focus first on the Savior, allowing Him to direct our steps in all things. We are so glad you tuned in today to Main Thing Radio. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, please visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. 
Listen to additional teachings by clicking on podcast and download our mobile app to take Main Thing Radio with you on the go. Come and follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts to keep up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Find links to our accounts at our website, MainThingRadio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We hope you'll join us next time as Pastor Robert continues to teach verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Hebrews, right here on Main Thing Radio. Music